Welcome to Breitbart News Daily. We had such phenomenal phone calls today, and I hate it that we can't put those here. Uh, that's on SiriusXM. Subscribe. You can listen to the whole podcast all the time, whenever you want, the whole three hours. The phone calls were amazing, every, every single one of them. Uh, two super far left guys called in, and uh, that was really fun too. So uh, download SiriusXM and, and listen to all that. In this podcast, I'll present my opening thoughts on the Trump mugshot and the ultimate goal of the left is humiliation. So the question is, will you be humiliated and will you be deterred and discouraged? thing with a mugshot you only get one click this isn't a photo shoot it's not like they did uh they they click all right donald trump um or mr trump you could sit right there okay uh, and uh click uh, okay what do you think of this one how's the lighting were you looking at the camera you look at you Oh, you want to? Okay, let's, we'll redo it. Okay, go on. Uh, take it. Okay, here we go. And uh, okay, say cheese on three. You don't get multiple shots. It's not a photo shoot. You get one shot. Couldn't have been a better picture. <laughs> There's no way. If you took 100 shots, could you have gotten a better picture than the one they did? I don't care about the DA. I don't care about the judge. I don't care about the law. I don't care about anyone. I want to know the guy who took the picture. Who's the guy who works at Fulton County Jail who took that picture? Is he a Trump supporter or does he hate Trump? Because I think he likes Trump. Because if he hated Trump, you know what he would have done? You know what he would have done if he hated Trump? He would have been like, okay, uh, Mr. Trump, if you could just sit there on that, uh, or stand there on that mark, that'd be great. Okay, we're going to take the picture on three, two, two. Oh, took it on two. And it, like one eye would be closed. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't be, like at the, be like one of these pictures. And that would be his mugshot. But it's not. It's perfect. If you go to his website, which, of course, oh, I, I shouldn't say, of course, he, he made his first tweet. Trump last night sent out his first tweet in, well, I guess since January 6th. Right? So two, two plus years, two and a half years, sent out his first tweet in two and a half years, and all it is is DonaldJTrump.com and then the mugshot. <laughs> now, I'll tell you what the website says in a second, but... When you go to the website, there's the picture of the mugshot, and then there's a pop-up ad that comes up 10 seconds later. And the pop-up ad is a black and white picture of Donald Trump pointing at the camera with an even more menacing look. Meaning that's the picture he chose. You've seen this picture before. Like you've seen pictures of him looking at the camera in a, in, with, a, with a scowl, like piercing your soul. If you took 100 pictures at the Fulton County Jail, <laughs> you couldn't get a better picture than this one. This could be a promo picture for season 14 of The Apprentice. And you will see it for the rest of your life. 
Your kids and your grandkids will see this picture. This will be in the history books. Heck, one day, this may, of course it'll be in the history books. One day, this may be on currency. This, <laughs> this, yeah, this may be the new face of the $20 bill. Forget about t-shirts, which of course, you'll get the t-shirt. And flags and banners. Forget about all that. Forget about the iconography of that. It'll be on uh, on the $100 bill. It'll certainly be on a stamp. Can we put it on a stamp? Can we make it more official than just t-shirts? Let's put it on stamps and money. <laughs> Amazing. Trump's back on Twitter. All right, so here's what the website says when you... When you go to the website, and then uh, we'll talk about what this means. And then the guest today is you. one 855 patriot He says, today at the notoriously violent jail in Fulton County, Georgia, I was arrested despite having committed no crime. The American people know what's going on. What has taken place is a travesty of justice and election interference. The left wants to intimidate you out of voting for a political outsider who puts the American people first. But today I walked into the lion's den with one simple message on behalf of our, our entire movement. I will never surrender our mission to save America. If you are doing poorly due to the sinister people in control of our country right now, don't even think about donating. But if you can, please make it. Look at that. How about that sentence? If you are doing poorly due to the sinister people in control of our country right now, don't even think about donating. But if you can, please make a contribution to evict crooked Joe Biden from the White House and save America during this dark chapter in our nation's history. Thank you, and God bless you. I mean, goodness, like, does Fannie Willis have a red briar rabbit? Are you kidding me? So the goal here is to humiliate you, him, but also you. There is no reason to mugshot Someone who might be the most famous person who has ever lived. Most recognizable person. I, 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 there's an argument. I'm trying to think who would be more recognizable than Donald Trump. Think of a movie star. If Brad Pitt, like no way, like Brad Pitt, I don't even think so. If Donald Trump, if you showed a picture of Donald Trump to a person in a remote tribe in Africa, they would know Donald Trump. I don't think I don't think everyone would know every American movie star. Because you don't know all the Bollywood movie stars who are way bigger deals than the American movie stars. So I don't, I don't even know if American movie stars, all of them break out of the, the bubble that is America. Donald Trump is known by every single person on the planet. And in America, certainly, not only from the last eight years of politics, but 40 years before that of being, he was in home alone too, for the love of Pete, 15 seasons of the apprentice. People could draw a picture of Donald Trump on an etch a sketch from memory, but that's why you have mugshots to be able to like when he runs away from cops, you can, we got the police can find him. <laughs> there was no reason, no real reason to mugshot him other than to humiliate him and humiliate you and demoralize you. But what these people, they're so foolish, they didn't realize that they're not humiliating him at all. Or again, they could have if maybe if the picture looked different. If the picture looked different, if he looked all mangled and like one eye closed, 
then maybe that would have been more humiliating. This one was not. In fact, if this was a Trump hater who was taking the picture and they snapped this picture, you would think they would have looked at it and said, ooh, um, that's actually really good. Uh, Mr. Trump, uh, it, it didn't work. Can we try again? And try to make it bad. Okay, here's the deal. What happened last night? We'll talk more about the humiliation in a second. The humiliation attempt. What happened last night is it all got more real. I don't know when you think it will be real. I don't know when it's real for you. I don't know when this becomes real life. But what happened last night could be a line for you. If you have a line, and I always recommend pre-drawing lines, because otherwise you won't know when you cross a line. So if you are one to draw a line, this might be one of those lines. Now maybe your line is, when he's actually in jail. Sure. I'm just, I'm just asking to draw one. I don't know what your line is or when your line will be crossed. But I know the left loves every line that they cross. That's for sure. Oh, they're giddy about this. Oh, they're giddy. I think it's great. Do you remember when Trump and you, evil MAGA supporters, fellow insurrectionists, sympathizers, and supporters of his... Do you remember when you would go to his, his, his clan rallies and chant something? Do you remember when you would chant? Do you remember what you would chant? Lock her up. Oh, disgusting. The left hated that. So right now, they're giddy. Because what goes around comes around. Because they're going to lock him up. And they love it. And here's a thought, if I may. When do you think this will stop? Okay, so a a line was crossed. Something new happened yesterday not only the fourth indictment but the mugshot the whole thing so something new happened a a step when do you think the steps will stop now here's the problem with this you are a sensible person you're a good decent sensible person that's the problem you're not a lunatic So you don't think like a lunatic. You're a reasonable person. So you're watching this like it's a TV show. And then when it it starts to get too real for you, like you're watching the show and you're like, wait a second, is this really a show? Oh, it's not a show? Okay, well, you expect a reasonable person to enter onto the screen and put a stop to it. You expect the director of the show to be like, all right, cut, it's getting too real here. Everyone, uh, all the actors go back to home. So you expect a reasonable person to enter and stop. That doesn't exist. That's not it. That's not not a thing. It won't stop. This will not stop. 
what would stop it? I don't even know. What, what force in this country is as strong as the forces who are working against Donald Trump right now? The Federal Department of Justice? Is the Federal Department of Justice going to come in and be like, oh, okay, all right, Fanny. That's, that's enough here, right? Congress? I don't even know what their authority is. Who's going to come in? Who or what is going to come in and stop this? Nothing. The only way to stop, the only, the, the next barrier is the election. The only thing that is big enough to stop this is we the people voting in a fair election. Which we surely won't have and would do it all over again. The left has gotten everything they want so far. Okay, so do you think they're going to stop? You think they'll stop on their own? Do you think magically they'll have a come to Jesus moment and be like, mm, okay, we've taken we've taken this far enough. Let's just enough enough on Trump. Let's just treat him like a normal candidate now. Let's get some debates going with Biden and let's have a free and fair election and uh, let's settle let's settle this outside. You think they're think they're going to do a normal? They're going to go be normal all of a sudden? You think that's a thing? I'm not kidding. I, I really think a lot of people, myself included, for a long time, have said, oh, come on. There's no way they'll do this. Sure, they'll talk about it on cable news, but they'll never, they'll have a, like fever dreams about it, but they'll never actually do this stuff. And now they're doing it. And I think a lot of people are still thinking, okay, fine, they're doing it. But, Surely this is just going to peter out on its own and cooler heads will prevail and, and whatever. Mm, well, 17,000 heads were chopped off during the French Revolution before cooler heads ever prevailed. I'm not, I'm not a, a big believer in cooler heads. I don't, <laughs> I don't think it's an act of God to have cooler heads. It is the grace of God that a cooler head ever enters the scene and I don't, I pray, but I don't know where that happens here. And I love this thought that comes to my brain. I know, I know people think this and it's come to my brain. I, this thing, oh, people, people won't tolerate this. People won't tolerate this. Yes, we will. Yes, people will. Most people will tolerate this. Most people look at this and think, Good. He's a jerk. That's who we are today. That's the American people today. Especially young people. There was a survey recently and, and like a majority of young people think that uh, it's a hate crime. It should be a hate crime to say something that is mean. To say something that hurts someone's feelings. That should be a crime to say something that hurts someone's feelings. That's who we are today. So if it's a crime, if they think it's a crime to say something that should hurt, that hurt someone's feelings, Donald Trump has said a lot of things that have hurt a lot of people's feelings. That's why a lot of America, most, most, maybe 40%, 50 think he should go to jail because he is a jerk. You'll hear people say, serves him right. What do you mean serves him right? Serves him right. That's, that's what we do now. That's who we are. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, well, cooler heads will prevail. What? Sensible people will come in and put a stop to it. No, they won't. Oh, the courts. I trust the, the courts will come in and the courts, the courts. What are you talking about? Oh, there'll be a judge. A judge, judge. There's judges all the time who make ridiculous, like, there's no, there's no, there's no cooler head here. There's no sensible person. There's no sane, there's nothing to stop this. Most people think he's mean, he's a jerk, he said a thing one time I don't like. I saw a, a, a woman on the street and they were like, do you like Donald Trump? And they're like, no, he's the worst person in the world. Uh, he says terrible things. Can you think, can you tell me one? And she's like, what? So can you tell me, can you tell me a terrible thing? Are you serious? Yeah, tell me a, tell me a terrible thing that Donald Trump said. So, so, tell me something. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> what do you mean? You, you said he's the worst person on the planet. Tell me something that he said that I'm, I'm not, just look, give me an example. And then she pushed the microphone and ran away. Okay, that's it. It's it, the level of it is, oh, I, I heard people on the TV once say he said a thing that they didn't like. And that's enough for me. He deserves to be in jail is the conclusion of that sentence. It used to be, oh, here's this candidate who says something that I like. I'm going to campaign for his opponent. So he loses. Now it's, I don't, this person said something mean. He should go to jail. And that's human nature. It happened, it happened in England. It's like two weeks ago. We shared the story of the, uh, a girl, one young woman, I don't know how she was, 17, 18, something. And she said to a police officer in England, you look like my lesbian Nana. And they arrested her for a homophobic slur against a police officer that, that this person says actually looks like my Nana who's a lesbian. Like, but that's a homophobic slur and like it was, it was kind of like a threat or something. There's, there's some very dystopian Orwellian crime that she committed. There's no freedom of speech in the rest of the world. And we're losing a lot of that here too. He deserves to be in jail because he's mean. And here's my point of this. The majority of people will, will then say, okay, how do we, there, there's a lot of people who are going to look at this and say, wow, this is really bad, but I trust the system. Well, it's twofold. It's either, uh, oh, geez, wow, they arrested, they arrested him, uh, mugshot, everything. Wow, okay, well, I trust the system. He must have done something wrong. Like they trust the system up to this point. They trust the whole system that got us to here. People will look at, okay, well, we're here. Therefore, what happened was good and moral and just and right. Because I trust the system. I trust the system. So whatever, uh, whatever happened in the system that got us here, it must be good. So there's those people. And then there's still people who think, okay, well, this is wrong or at least crazy. But I trust the system for what happens from this point now into the future. Are you with me on this? So whatever happens, so it'll be like, oh, well, he'll, he'll be found innocent. I trust the system. What, why? What do you mean you trust the system? What are you talking about? What, is, what do you mean you trust the system? The system got us here, and you're going to keep trusting the same system with the same people now? I don't understand people trusting the system. Do you know, let me tell you this. Most people are going to put the mask back on. You with me? When they say it's time to put 
the mask back on, a majority of people will put the mask back on. When the hospital system says, hey, everyone, you have to put the mask on to visit a loved one, everyone's going to put the mask back on. And Morris Brown College, as we talked about last week in Atlanta, they said we got to put the mask on. Everyone put the mask on. No, no, there was no outrage. Maybe some grumbling, maybe. But that was it. At Lionsgate Film Studios in Santa Monica, everyone put the mask on. Why? They told me to. I trust the system. So you think people won't tolerate this? Let me tell you another story about toleration. You know, you want to know how to end boys going into the women's locker room and men competing on women's sports teams in college? You want to know how to end that? You have dads, all the dads, or three dads, go to the women's locker room, grab the pervert by the collar, and say, get out of here. My daughter is not changing around men and you are not going to steal a spot from her on this team that we have sacrificed our entire life to get her on so she can make the most of this opportunity and you walk in here and take it from her. So get out and don't ever come back. It would take men, dads to do that. But no dad did that. Not one, not one dad, no dads. I'm thinking specifically of the, the, the most famous example of this, which was the, the man on the University of Pennsylvania swim team. It's an Ivy League school. You got high-achieving people. Imagine, uh, imagine all fathers. All these women on the team had fathers. Not one of them. Not one did anything. They all tolerated the system. They didn't like it. Maybe some did, but even the ones that didn't like it, but, but, sure, they didn't do anything. No dad. No dad. The closest dad was the dad in Loudy County, Virginia, whose daughter was raped by a boy in a skirt in the women's locker room. And at the school board meeting, the superintendent said it never happened, and the dad got upset and and uh, police arrested him. Okay, that's the closest we've had of someone not tolerating. Because everyone tolerates all of it. People will tolerate all of it. Oh, we won't tolerate this political witch hunt. We are. Can they really imprison a political opponent? They, they, They will. If you're waiting, and don't take your phone call, if you're waiting for a sane person to enter the scene and say, no more, you'll be waiting forever. You'll be waiting, just like when you watch security camera footage of people looting a Nordstrom. And you're watching the footage and you're waiting for the cops to show up. They won't. They don't show up. I saw a video yesterday of, it was in San Francisco, and there was a police car. And then right in front of the police car, a car rolled up, did a smash and grab in a, in a parked car. Alarms, everyone, like the whole, the whole thing. 
And then they, they st- st- reached in the car, grabbed the stuff, ran back in their car, and then drove off. The cops were right there. It wasn't just a police officer, uh, like a police car was there. The, the, co- the, co- the cops, the, pl- the, the people, the police officers were right there. That was fine. So who's going to stop all that? No one. No one, no one ever stopped. There's no sane person coming in. No one will stop it except for you on November 5th or whatever the date is. That's it. It's the only chance to stop it. Or maybe you don't want to stop it. And that's okay, whatever. It's up to you. But if you do want to stop it, that's the only chance. You would think there'd be Republicans in Congress who would speak up about it. You would think. I love, to, welcome back to Breitbart News Daily. I love talking to John Nolte. It is a highlight of the week for me. I find him grounding and always has a, a wonderful perspective. So here's our chat with John Nolte about all of it, <laughs> about, about everything going on. John, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Thank you. Happy Friday. Yeah, to you. Uh, Chris and Lucas were two uh, liberal callers who had some things to say. Uh, can I run it by you? Let's see what you would respond. So I believe sure. Chris, the last caller, his argument was, how would you be feeling, John Nolte, if it was Barack Obama who was indicted and mugshotted last night? How would you be feeling? What would your response be to that? Yeah, well, the mistake that the left makes is believing that we all think the same way that they do. And I remember when... Uh, we, whenever we set a precedent that undermines the Constitution, it always bothers me because you know the left is going to not only run with that precedent, but they're going to run even further with it. So if there's a situation where our side does, and usually our side doesn't, it's usually the left that does it first. It's the left that first did, you know, killed the filibuster. And now it's the left that arrested a president. But when this stuff happens, it's just bad because uh, you have, you know, no, I guess the best example I can give this guy is the Clinton impeachment. I thought Clinton got exactly what he deserved. He got impeached, but he didn't get removed from office. I never thought Clinton should have been removed from office because, yes, he committed perjury. But let's be real about this. The guy won the election. No, he didn't win 50% of the vote, but he won the election. And removing the president from office is a very serious thing. So if they were, if, if Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama were put up on charges, the same charges because they, and Hillary Clinton did the exact same thing that Trump did in trying to overturn the election. She went even further with the Russia collusion hoax. Um, it would be very troubling to me. You don't do things like this. And I don't, so this guy has, what this guy is doing is he's celebrating something terrible and to try and justify it, he's thinking we would do the same. Mm -hmm. And I can't speak for anyone else, but I can tell you, I lived through the Clinton impeachment and I did not want the guy removed from office. And that's the best answer I could give. We 
quoted, and I only did this because someone in the first hour brought this up, and I'm so grateful that Luigi called in and said this, but this is a political article from November 22nd, 2016, and it, uh, it's about how Donald Trump uh, said he will not uh, follow through on his pledge to seek criminal investigations into Hillary. He says, it's just not something right. I feel that strongly about. And then he was asked about his uh, supporters, and they'd be upset. I don't think they'll be disappointed. I think I will explain it that we in many ways will save our country and prosecuting Hillary would be very, very divisive for the country. I'm not looking to go and back and go for, through this. And people forget how gracious Trump was to Hillary after he won. You know, he was, she was at one of the dinners after he had won one of the celebration dinners that she was required to go to. And he asked the audience to applaud for them. And he said, these are, these are great people. These are great Americans. I don't think he believes that. But he was being a gracious winner. And, you know, this we, you know, most a lot of conservatives are Christians and we have a higher moral value than winning. We would rather disgrace ourselves. We would rather be disgraced than commit a disgrace Mm. because that's our higher moral value. And that's not how the left thinks. The left believes that they are so righteous and so right. And this is the same thing the Nazis believe. This is the same thing Stalin believed. They think they're so right and so righteous that anything they do to achieve their goal is moral. And that's why they're willing to uh, do what happened in Maui. That's why what ha- that's why they're willing to murder all these babies. That's why they're willing to. Uh, to, to look the other way with all the sex trafficking and drugs coming over the border, because to them, their their ultimate goal, which is to uh, create a world that is equal, which, of course, you can only do through oppressing people. Um, that is so moral that all of the all of these horrors are worthwhile to them. And we just most conservatives just don't think that way because we're concerned about the next life. We're concerned about facing up facing judgment day. So we just don't think that way. We think very differently. The ends justify the means is a wicked, wicked sentiment that I think people have embraced just because it kind of rolls off the tongue. Uh, But it was Martin Luther King Jr. said the, uh, you can only achieve moral ends through moral means. Uh, And I I also think you said, um, you know, we can do no wrong reminded of how the Nazis took over the Christian church and slowly but surely changed the Bible and removed the idea that Germans can even sin. And the idea was, haven't the German people been through enough? <laughs> we've, we've been through enough. We don't right. need to like focus on the fact that we can do anything wrong. And therefore, people believed they can't. And that's the approach people, that's, that's the whole woke approach. Identity over morality. Mm. Identity over merit. You are from a victim group. Therefore, you can do no wrong. You can drop your pants in front of little kids in front of a parade. That's not immoral because you're part of a victim group. You can rob and steal and, and, and commit all these crimes. It doesn't matter. You're part of a victim group. And it's the same thing. Trying to make, we're talking with John Nolte, Breitbart News senior writer. I'm trying to make this argument, and I'm not nearly eloquent enough to make it, that Trump is not the dictator you're thinking he is. And and there's there's I mean obviously we can talk about how he's not right? you just talked about his graciousness and whatever and like he left office like everyone talks about like the peaceful transfer of power he left <laughs> like he just like right and there's a yeah. million examples uh, but I'm trying to get people to understand next 
and how we get how we ultimately will if we go down this road get to that dictator who is who people in their fever dreams think Trump actually is but he's not even close to the strong man that will come if we keep going down the road does that make sense yeah, I mean, the best example I can think of that Trump isn't, other than the things you pointed out, was how hard he worked to get government off our back. I mean, a di- if if COVID is coming, a dictator doesn't ask for the private sector to step in. Remember when he brought all the big retailers in? We need to get people what they need, and we need to do this. And we need- That's not what a dictator does. A dictator does what George W. Bush does and creates a homeland security. Mm-hmm. That's what a dictator does. A dictator does what, you know, creates these government agencies to control all of this. You know, a dictator is someone who does not use democratic means to completely alter the country in his or her vision, which is what Biden's doing through the bureaucracy. A dictator arrests his biggest opponent, his most threatening opponent, which is what Biden has done. And Democrats either know this and they just call Trump a dictator because they want to deflect from their own fascist point of view, or they're just so brainwashed by the media and so brainwashed by their own prejudices that they, that they just refuse to see it. And they convince themselves that it's correct. And I'll go back to the Clinton impeachment. There were so many conservatives. They hated Bill Clinton so much that they were just blind to the fact that you don't overturn an election over someone lying to cover up sex, right? He wasn't lying to cover up what Biden's doing, which is profiting off his office at the expense of the country. It was just lying about sex. And you see this on the, on the left now. They're so blinded by hate for Trump, the fact that he won, the fact that he's belligerent against their ideas, the, the fact that he doesn't play the game, he's not a house-trained conservative, that they just don't care. They just rationalize everything and they they call a guy who tried to get government off our back a dictator it's that's how stupid they are that's how blind and brainwashed they are mm. joel pollack brought up clinton with a, he had a, he had a similar take you did that it wasn't worthy of being removed from office the first time i thought of that and uh i think it's really really important uh we're talking with john nolte from breitbart news so we had another caller call in lucas and i forget what his first point was if someone can remind me but his ultimate point was why do you care so much and I think this came from, in my opening monologue, I, I talked about Theodore Dalrymple and his argument that communist propaganda was not meant to convince or persuade or even inform. It was meant to humiliate you. Because if you can go along with the lies, then they'll, get, they, they'll humiliate you and they can control you. And I just brought up transgenderism as a perfect example. Like if, if, you can, if they can get you to say that a man can turn into a woman, that's the most yeah. ridiculous thing. And if they can get you to say that, then they can get you to say anything. And he brought that up again. And I I think he was partly talking about transgenderism and then, but also talking about Trump. Why do you care, John? Why do you care? I thought that's that's such an interesting dismissive conclusion that they resort to often is what's the big deal? Why are you, why are you obsessed? Why do you care? What do you say to that? I mean, because wrong is wrong and it's, and I, you know, we care about when things are just plainly, simply wrong. Pushing adult sexuality, be it homosexuality or transsexuality on kids is wrong. Arresting your opponent for doing what Al Gore and Hillary Clinton did just within the last 20 years is wrong. 
And these things can, and if we allow these things to stand, we're just going to get run over. I mean, think, think of how much worse things will be. This is what I believe about the left. And I think what they're doing to, I mean, you, we always think back, geez, how could the, how could the German people hmm. allow to happen what happened? allow allow what happened to happen how could they do that and now we live in a country we live in a country where children are being mutilated to appease the trans movement that's how these things are allowed to happen we convince ourselves as a culture as a country that something is moral even though it is obviously monstrous i don't care what an adult does to their body that's their choice. They're an adult. Their brain is fully formed. I have no problem with that. But to permanently mutilate a child, to permanently ensure that a child will never have an orgasm, will never have a child, uh, that, that just because a child is searching for their identity, which is the most normal thing in the world, and yet this atrocity is ongoing, that's how, that's how these things happen. I believe that the elite media – the Democrat politicians, um, the elites in the entertainment, I'm talking about the elites, I'm not talking about the rank and file. If you gave them a button and you said, if you press this button, you will give every Trump supporter stomach cancer. That the rush to press that button, people, people would die in that rush. These people are monsters. They are proving it by what they're doing to children. We have, we cannot allow these wrong things to continue because if we allow these wrong things to continue imagine what's next and that's what we always do is okay gay marriage but what could possibly come after gay marriage well now men are competing in sports men are in women's locker rooms children are being mutilated we think well what could possibly come after this Hmm. well something's going to come after this (laughs) so they won't stop they need to be stopped i got a few more questions but I got I got to go back to the stomach cancer thing. Why? <clears throat> that's a bold. That's a bold statement. Why? Why do you think that's true? Well, for starters, what they're do, what they're willing to do to children. For starters, what they've been doing to black people since this country's been around. I mean, they're. I was watching the other. I've watched a couple of movies recently. Malcolm X and the Learning Tree. Both are directed by black directors. Both are based on true stories, and both have a very similar scene, where a black student, a young black child, wants to aspire to be an attorney or to go to college, and the white teacher, who is a vile racist in both movies, tells them, "No, no, no, that you can't do that. You know, don't don't do. You're just going to break your heart. You know, you need to study to be a janitor. You need to be a custodian." So these movies came out 30 and 50 years ago. They're the most racist parts of the movie. You just sit there and you can't believe they're telling these kids you can't aspire, don't aspire. Well, what's the Democrat Party doing to to black people today? What is this whole DEI, equity, institutional racism thing? It's telling black kids you can't aspire. So this is what the Democrat Party is willing to do. To, to an entire population. This is, and then you see what they're doing to children, how they're willing to mutilate kids to push their agenda, to keep us divided. These people are monsters. And again, I'm not talking about rank and file. I'm talking about the leaders, the elites, who know exactly what they're doing. And we have seen this time and time and time again. History is on my side. Fascists who want to control the lives of other people convince themselves 
Hitler thought he was doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. Stalin thought he was doing the right thing. Castro thought he was doing the right thing. These people were all guided. All these left-wingers were guided by good intentions, what they thought were good intentions. And they murdered countless people. So I don't see our leftists, and I'm talking about the elites, as, as any different. Like I said, anything that achieves their goal, they see as moral because that's how they believe their goal. Their goal is that moral. Uh, I want to ask one political question. Talking with John Nolte from Breitbart, of course. Um, I think the first guy I called in, Lucas, he said, what are you guys doing? He is unelectable from independence. Maybe, yeah, you conservatives, you already were going to vote for Trump, and now you're going to buy the T-shirt with his mugshot and vote for Trump. Big deal, that's still one vote. No independents are going to vote for this guy, and you're out of your minds. Politically, what do you say about that? Yeah, I think that among... Uh, the candidates, uh, Trump is probably one of the least electable. That doesn't mean he's going to lose. But in the same way that the only person Hillary Clinton could beat was Donald Trump, in 2024, the only person that that, that Joe Biden can beat is Donald Trump. That doesn't mean he's going to beat him, but I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with the fact that that, uh, if Ron DeSantis won, or uh, if Ron DeSantis won the, won the nomination or one of these other guys, I mean, they're not going to, that they would have a better chance against Joe Biden, who is on the ropes. But, you know, the situation is what it is. And I'm supporting Trump because I was DeSantis curious prior. <laughs> but yeah. the, the indictments, this, this cannot be allowed to stand, and I'm going to ride this guy all the way down the line. It can't, we cannot allow this to stand. He has got my 100% support because I will not allow a flagrantly fascist move to change my mind. I will not be manipulated by a fascist move. We have to make a point about this. And if Trump can win the election, maybe, maybe the Democrats will never try this again. Mm. Mm. Can I steal the DeSantis curious Line, can I use that? <laughs> sure. That's really good. Uh, all right, here's what I really wanted to talk to you about before Trump got arrested. Uh, before the debate, so this was, what was the debate? Yes, the debate was Wednesday? Yeah. yeah so Wednesday. it was Wednesday afternoon, and usually I show prep for Thursday's show on Wednesday, but I couldn't because there was no debate, so I had to wait for the debate. So I had like this downtime that I never have, and I actually got to sit and think. And I was thinking, I was like, oh, I wonder if... I wonder if they're going to hit any of these candidates are going to hit the rich men north of Richmond note. I wonder if any of them are going to are going to touch on that and hit that the way that Oliver Anthony did that now is the number one song on Billboard first time any new artist has ever been up there. Right? And then sure enough the first question was about rich men north of Richmond. I was like, oh son of a gun. And I want to ask you first do you think anyone did hit it even when given the softball to hit it? Let me just ask you that first, and then I got to follow up. What do you think? Did anyone hit that note? Well, I don't know how to tell you this, but like the rest of, the, of America, I didn't watch the debate. <laughs> what? It, just, it, it was. It's pointless. It's a. It's a pointless exercise. Trump's forty-one points ahead of second place. I, <laughs> I did not. I, I watched some of the clips, but I didn't. It's just a waste of time. And these debates are all set up. They're just media events. They're not. They're, they don't do us any good. Just, these guys just get up there, they yell at each other. You don't hear anything. 
you know, you have no idea what's going on. They ask questions from the left. Even Cuck News does this. So I just I refuse to participate. And um, it's not part of my beat, you know, as a writer for, for Breitbart. Instead, I watched a Bruce Willis movie, you know, which is more <laughs> in keeping with my rep anyways. <laughs> it's more on brand. Uh, yeah, we the whole <laughs> day before right. we did a whole rant of Neil, uh, Neil not Neil uh, Neil Postman's uh, that the t- TV debate format is meant to amuse, not to inform. So we we that's right. It's it's all it's all about getting the media ratings, and that's that's the best part of it. The worst part of, uh, about it is that it's it's all a manipulation for the elite media, and that includes Fox News, to destroy who they don't want to mm. win. And mm. I, when I hear Joe Biden probably won't participate in the general election presidential debates, I'm thrilled. He shouldn't. Anybody who saw the Chris Wallace debate between Biden and Trump should be thrilled there's not going to be any presidential debates. There shouldn't be any presidential debates. These things are a total waste of time. Our country went from uh, the beginning of our country to 1960 without any of these media-driven events, uh, mm. debates, and there shouldn't be any debates. They're a total waste of time. It's just They're just media events. They're just there to sell advertising and yeah, I, I just refuse to participate. It's a debate show. Uh, I, I value that. The, the follow-up question is still relevant. <clears throat> Pence and Vivek had a back and forth. And Pence did this. Uh, it's morning in America. And the problem is that the government isn't as good as her people. And Vivek said, no, it's not morning in America. This is a very dark moment. And we need to confront the cultural civil war. So this is a very interesting what time is it in America moment here. And you have the Pence side that, uh, that the American people are good and patriotic and God-fearing and frustrated because our government doesn't match the goodness of the wonderful American people. And then you have the Vivek option, which is we are uh, in a really bad place and most or a lot, whatever, of Americans hate this country, don't want it to be great, uh, and are sinners, unrepentant, <clears throat> and hate God, and our government is therefore a perfect reflection of who we are. And it's going to get a lot worse before hopefully it ever gets better. I think those are the two kind of camps. I'd love it if you think of a third. Uh, but but what do you make of those two options? And where do you think? What time do you think it is in America? The, I mean, Pence is Pence thinks it's two thousand three, and he's totally out of step with with the electorate. And Vivek is a very bright guy, um, you know, but he's a little too glib for my taste. But I would say that of the two of them, he's closer. Vivek is closer because he understands that that what the left is doing and Trump Trump's election really spurred this is that they've just decided to steamroll their agenda in the hopes that we are so caught off guard and so unready for this that we don't know how to stop it. And so I would side. I would side more with him. And the biggest problem with the government is that so many things are happening through the bureaucracy as opposed to through Congress, you know, like this attack on electric stoves and these stupid electric vehicle or I call battery powered cars. You know, all these regulations that are coming through that have nothing to do with Congress because we've been dumb enough to create the, the EPA and the Department of Education and whatnot. So I would say Vivek is, is, is much closer to that. Okay, so that being said, this will be my last question for you. I'll let you get on with your day. I'm sure there's another Bruce Willis movie to watch. What's the earliest in the day you'll watch a movie? Oh, I, I've gotten up at 6 a.m. and ran, <laughs> ran down to my little movie theater and watched a movie. Yeah, I think Usually that's... my Christmas vacation. 
I think yeah, on Christmas th- vacation, I'm off between Christmas and New Year's. That's how much of a movie fan you one can. That's how you judge it. How how early in the day are you willing to sit down and watch a two hour movie? And the earlier, the the bigger the fan. Um, so, I think most people are sitting back and watching this all like it's a TV show, and waiting for the same, waiting for like the director to be like, "All right, cut, cut, enough of this." Okay, everyone back, back to your normal positions here. Let's run a normal life, normal. <laughs> And we're just like waiting for the sane person, but there is no sane person. There's there's no there's nothing that can, right? I don't know what the equal and equal and opposite forces that can stop it, other than the next election. But who? But then you know, what even is that? So what stops this? And I think we need to define this. Otherwise, we're going to let very bad people come up with their own answers on how to stop it, and that's not going to be good. So what is, what is your thoughts on how we should? Yeah. Only the voters can stop it. Yeah, that's it. Only the voters, only the voters. And after 2022, the midterms in 2022, I lost faith in the voters. The (laughs) Democrats should have been wiped out and they weren't. And so my mindset is changing now. My mindset is changing to changing away from we got to convince the voters because I don't think we can anymore um, to it's time to move to the most rural part of a red state <laughs> and just hunker down and protect your own. I mean, eventually they're going to get us. Eventually they're going to get the Amish, but hopefully not way past my generation <laughs> and your generation and anyone's generation who's maybe I'm wrong. Maybe 2024 will change all that. Maybe the American people will wake up and say, you know, we cannot be arresting our political opponents in America. We cannot be mutilating children in America. This has to, this is crazy, but it didn't happen in 2022. And I really thought it was going to, and so I've kind of lost faith, but the only people, the only way it stops is the voters. We, we, the people, we get to choose our own governments. That's, that's the bottom line. So all these people in these blue cities that are whining about everything, it's all on them. They elect these idiots over and over again. And if America continues to elect these idiots, that's on us. Only the voters can change it. You need to wipe out the Democrat. You know, in 1980, we wiped out the Democrats. We wiped them out. They're they're, they're soft on crime, soft on Russia, uh, disarmed, denuclearized. We wiped out the Democrats. And Republicans won the next three presidential elections. And then Bill Clinton came along, and he was basically a Republican for the next two, hmm. for the next two terms. Only now has liberalism, this far leftism, been able to succeed, and it's because of the voters. We taught the left a lesson in 1980 but i don't I, it should have happened in 2022 and it didn't john nolte senior writer breitbart.com thank you sir all right buddy take care have a wonderful weekend great to talk to you 1980 there was uh, 44 million votes for reagan and 35 million for uh, carter so nine <clears throat> nine million vote difference so that's the thing i like this white you gotta wipe the floor it's just gotta it's gotta be such a crushing dominating defeat that we're not even like the Democrats can't say, oh, uh, you stole three million votes in Wisconsin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, the, the, Demo- the Republicans uh, hacked into the voting machine and, and flipped five million votes in Florida. It's got to be such a dominant performance in 2024 that voter fraud isn't even relevant. That's the only way uh, to do it at this point. Thanks for listening to Breitbart News Daily. On Monday's show, we're going to go into more depth on a lot of the things that were brought up today that we just have time to do. Uh, but specifically, what time it is in America. Mike Pence thinks it's morning in America and things are great and can only be better. 
and Vivek said to him, no, it's not morning in America. We're in a very dark time. And I'm going to add that things will have to get a lot worse before they get better. So which, which of those camps are you in? Why? And then we'll talk about why it matters and, and what we do from here. Really excited to have that conversation. We'll do that on Monday. Hope you have a great weekend. With her.